0: Yeah. Hey, what's up, twin town? It's Andy and Tony. We got the metronome actually going here, which is Tony's favorite part.
1: TikTok, we're the ones that uh, started the whole TikTok craze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so it's been a while since we released anything, and this is actually something we we recorded back in March with Wayne, um, a friend of mine who's been in the restaurant bar industry for. I mean, a number of years, decades in the Twin Cities area, <clears throat> had a chance to, to open several restaurants and be a part of the opening of several restaurants in the Twin Cities, and um, has a lot of stuff to say about kind of what's going on in the scene, and obviously we're in a different world now with COVID and everything else going on, but... Uh, Uh, it's a good listen uh, to about an hour so i debated breaking up into two episodes but i think uh, if you need to take a break and hit pause you can do that and and and, uh, listen to the rest later on
1: and i'll say um, for listeners this is tony i have never met wayne in person but i've heard a lot about him from andy and i was really Uh, riveted listening to this well riveted is maybe an overstatement but uh really interested and intrigued listening to wayne's stories and he's been all over the scene within the twin cities so super cool and we're definitely going to have him back with the both of us again for a sequel in the future should be a really good listen.
0: yeah i think um, there's a lot more I didn't I, I went go into this episode I didn't have a ton of questions kind of prefabricated so to speak I just wanted to chat with him about um, how he saw uh, I guess his past you know, 20 years working in, in uh, the restaurant scene around here and then I'll, I know he, he talks a little bit about working out West and, and San Francisco and stuff like that so there's some there's some fun stories and um, I, I, I know that there's definitely more to discuss we sit down with him next time.
1: You should add also any, um, because he, I know that Wayne in in the meeting with you, he mentions the psalm thing, and I, I miss maybe it's in there, but otherwise, that he was what is it, a a certified sommelier or whatever, I mean, yeah, and he might not like the title or something, but when he talks about psalm in there, that's what he's referring to, right?
0: The yeah, definitely, he's got a background in wine, and um, and, and obviously. Drinks and general cocktail programs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, a lot to say about uh, the bar industry and, and restaurants and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's a fun listen.
1: And I just got a shout out since I wasn't there in this recording. I also absolutely loved with all my heart Palomino and every Palomino I was ever at in <laughs> every city I was ever at. Yeah.
0: So, so you're just a Palomino, you're
1: RIP Palomino.
0: RIP Palomino. I think we all love Palomino. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. It's a great great restaurant that we miss in the Twin Cities. And obviously, uh, a lot of new restaurants, which are great. Um, we can reflect on the old ones and hope that some of the new stuff is just as good. All right,
1: everybody. Enjoy the listen. What,
2: what do you want to talk about, brother?
0: Well, I think, you know, there's so many different topics you and I were kind of chatting on the phone about. And it can go so far. There's rabbit holes all over the place here. But I think, um, you know, let's, let's start out with, <clears throat> with your um, background in, 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 the, in the business, man, because I think, um, you know, one of the things I, in, in, in seeing you at multiple establishments, obviously you've got this, uh, <clears throat> this old school style of service, I, I think, right, where it's like traditional real service and, and actually, um, and, and I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but really taking care of the gas or the customer. Uh, the client, whatever you want to call it, um, and so maybe talk about your where you where you got started, and, and then go from there.
2: Okay. Well, well, thank you for making it sound like I'm <laughs> I know what I'm doing, or I'm a, somewhat of a pro. Um, have you worked in the industry,
0: real quick? Only fast, faster, fast food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but, not, okay, this
2: and the reason I ask uh, because you know you or anybody and you know it's important to understand like the the perspective where I'm coming from right out of the get-go and I ask because you said a couple things where you kind of stumbled right there where you were sure. talking about just talking about this industry that is yeah. what w- so we're a, we're we're talking about um, the world of hospitality so it falls under the category the industry is hospitality within that full service restaurant within that right you narrow it down and when you get to full service restaurant for example like i will always go to palomino euro because it was the heyday in the 90s and i worked there and it was fucking incredible and so i use that because i was there for some time too and i was a trainer and all that right but anyway when you look at that like that that as the apex of what you're talking about, old school or whatever. Like, yeah. someone else will go, old school, whatever, yeah. you know. But Yeah, it, you're right. Yeah. But Yeah. Okay, I'm rambling, but my point is, um, um, gosh, I lost my train of thought, too. Sorry. It's all right. <clears throat> what was, What was your question exactly? So, yeah, how,
0: how did you get, you know, what what's your oh, first it, memorable getting you, into the business? What
2: no, like, okay, first? so back up. I was talking about something else, but that's me with my ADHD, and if you don't give me a bullet point or something to stick with, but... Oh, I was talking about the whole reason of the merit and credibility of asking is somebody in this industry yeah. because okay. what I'm telling you is born from a place of like, I'm telling you and what we refer to this is uh, however you want to, oh, the category of a restaurant and you narrow it down to, okay, restaurant like Palomino with a lounge, yeah. okay? Hospitality, full service restaurant, Palomino, restaurant with a lounge, Okay, Mm -hmm. that's an example. Now and then you say, or you say, we're in the bar category. We own a bar, right? It's Mm -hmm. important to understand that. So that's my perspective. And then even more, if you could narrow the focus to let's say um, Gavin with Belcour, Mm -hmm. or Spoon and Stable, people, those of us that have played the the game of restaurant at that level, refer to it as we. You'll hear us say that our world, Mm -hmm. right? Just like anything, Certainly. like at a, at a high level, you're in that world, right? Certainly. So, so I feel like I'm in that world, but I also feel like, of course, salt of the earth, whatever. Put me in a burger joint, right? I'm not above that. My point is, this is my perspective coming to all of this, yeah. And how you get to be in the at that in in our world, at playing the game at that level that's from a from the beginning to where I started now brother yeah. holy shit where do I begin right, right, right. I'm 48 years old and yeah. so I'll segue into this then and say, and I'll, and I'll try probably try to keep it brief like summary of how I got into this and the background is um, that article I sent you I was thinking about this that, yeah. that that from Imbibe magazine from like 2006 right I what I thought was, neat or you know was was fun about that uh, article was when you read it it says uh it mentions how i parlayed that dysfunction into a profession right <laughs> what that lady was talking about in the interview we had it's so funny anytime like you interview for like fucking two hours it ends up being a paragraph yeah. but anyway what, what it was was exactly that like i grew up with a single mom who when she did cook and bake, especially she was incredible. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, I, I I'd, uh, she was 13 kids, you know, my mom was one, yeah, and she and I had so nine aunties, right, and so and 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 my mom was the best, right? Okay, so and here I was, mama's boy. Uh, and don't be fooled. This wasn't something like when I say mama's was This isn't some fluffy story of a, of, the, of the baby of the three of us. I was the youngest, uh, Jay and Melody, my older brother and sister. I was the younger one. And, um, and so I was the one that paid attention. I had a knack for it. I was into it. So. I'll say this as a defining moment and when i thought about this today on my way here was a defining moment definitely that uh it was kind of like that moment of fucking wax on wax off where he's like why am i doing this and i don't get it mr miyagi why am i doing this i'm just cleaning your shit and that moment for me came together when i'll never forget dude i was in second grade came home from school and my brother and there was a note with a frozen chicken in the sink that said won't be home, make dinner yourself, right? So that sat there for a while. And then, of course, me and my brother, and my brother was two years older than me, and fucking, you'd have to understand that dynamic of how, you know, he, it was brutal. Let's just say. So of course, Jay was like, "Well, you got to make something." And even though he was only in fourth grade, right? And so I made the chicken. You know, in yeah. second grade, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? I wouldn't. My kid in second grade. I don't want you messing with the gas. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But anyway, that was you know, as you know, like forty-eight. You know, those were different times. Even yep. all together. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But um, so then, okay, so there you go. That's a profound way of looking at that point, right? So. And then eventually, by the time I was 16, and I had jobs in restaurants, and at, at the time I was 16, I was in a foster home. But at that point, I had surpassed my mom in the kitchen, and my mom knew it, you sure. know. And yeah, and so it was one of the things where, like, oh, Wayne, you got something cool, right? It was a for, for how fucked up my my childhood was, and and adventurous and wonderful at the same time. Um, you know, I was in boys' homes and foster care, and. Everywhere I went, everyone knew a couple of things about me that were positive. Uh, among all the, you know, seven felonies I had by the time I was 13, and that was that I was an artist. You know, I had this ability. You know, that was established. And, and then the, the cooking, yeah, right. And I, I obsessed over watching Julia Child. She's my hero, dude. And so, eventually, I went into the Navy. I was in uh, naval special warfare in the Navy. And blew my ears and sinuses. Got out of the Navy. And before I got out, and you know, like literally, got out of the Navy, and stepped back to Minnesota, I knew exactly I wanted to be a chef. You know, that's what I thought I was going to do, and so I pursued that. And then right away, I just started. And I, I was very fortunate to work at the places. You know, like everywhere I was, even when I waited tables, and you know, for Gus over at Christos on uh, Nicollet. Fucking Christos, it's incredible Greek food. I thought Uh, it was a great place to work as a kid. and uh, after I, Christos was my second serving job after I got my first one at a Hoolahans in St. Louis, Missouri. I, I lied, you know, because, you know, like, how do I get experience, you know? So, well, <laughs> you can lie. And then, the, and of course, she was like, oh, great, and hired me, and then the next thing you know, I was their better server, right? Right. So then, uh, but anyway, fast forward to, uh, to back to here, and here I am, and, and, uh, and so I explored the back of the house, but it didn't take long, brother, before I realized that the, the burns and the hot grease and the fucking, you know, and the, and the lack of, like, a recognition, that was it, which really means, like, hey, I get to be out front with all the girls and the women and the people, and they say thank you yeah. to your face. Totally. And look at that. I make twice the amount of money. Are you <laughs> right. fucking kidding me? Yeah. Right. So then that was it, my transition to front of the house. And again... Uh, running parallel to all these things that were changing in my life in the 90s living in uptown by you know right on the mall there by uh, on irving and lake of the isles it was incredible dude right where the uptown art fair and it was kind of a still a little punk rock in minneapolis in 93 you know when mm-hmm. i got to the navy and and, uh, uh, but anyway, um, so, and I was for, like I was saying, running parallel to all of this was me working at cool places, what I thought were cool, like, wow, respectable places, you know, Right because let me tell you, cousin, in 1995, or how about this, like towards the end of Palomino, when it, in 98, 99, it was really starting to go down because of Zalo and all these new places and chef driven and Doug Flicker. Um, a, a Riga, you know, um, and a table of contents and all some of these places that were kicking ass, you know, uh, before and then Stuart Woodman, Then next, you know, before all that, though, you walked into that, uh, that, uh, da, 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 the, um, the foyer, the foyer, we the foyer. would call it <laughs> yeah. at Palomino up there on that yep. mezzanine level, and, yep. you know, like, and if let's say you walked in, it was your first time and it was 1995 and you were up in Minneapolis, like my mom, you know, and you come out of a Timberwolves game and you come through that Skyway or maybe you come from a thing at the State Theater or the Orpheum yep. and you came through there and you walked down there and you saw that beautiful fucking hand blown glass and you look to the right and from floor to ceiling was all awards yep. for every single category you could think of. Yep. Okay. Now you could laugh at that, and a chef, a world-class chef, would say, it's bullshit, you know, But my, like David Fimo would always say. Yeah. Right, like he was really critical of that. Guy. I worked for him for years. But anyway, uh, but the reality was, what did they do right to get all that? Well, it brings me back to, and I'll just say this, man. You mentioned it right out of the gate and why I asked you if you were in the business. Because... Palomino, under what was then Restaurants Unlimited out of Seattle, like Perfect. a Lettuce Entertain You, they mm-hmm. had multiple concepts. Lettuce out of Chicago. RUI, as it was lovingly referred to, Restaurants Unlimited, had Palomino Euro Bistro, and of all the ones they had, the Minneapolis one was their best performer. Perfect. Sure. Big fish in the little sea. It's like Indianapolis. Of course, you fucking open up there. You're gonna crush it. Yeah. And you opened up, and it was shock and all. You walked in, you could see that was the almost five million dollar build out. Right. Oh, yeah. Boom. But all those awards, maybe some smoke and mirrors. It was consistent, but you nailed it. Guest. Yeah. That was it, dude. Mm-hmm. If you didn't fucking get trained in then in in your in your uh, career or upbringing in this business, however short that career may be. While you're writing your fucking book, or whatever, you know, it's just a means to an ends or you wanna do this and this is what you wanna do, whatever the case may be. If you didn't get trained in some capacity like you did at an RUI, like at Palomino, you didn't get it. Because right. what you learned was that the center of the universe, as fucking corny as you may think it is, the guest is the center of the universe. Oh, yeah. And so you said earlier, you go, you kinda of fumbled a little bit, and I'm not judging, you just say, sure. Customer guest? No, there's just as, as as odd as it is, and as yep. corny as it may see, brother. I will tell you, as a guy that is fucking an egomaniac that is so concerned about cool, right. it is hundred percent cool to buy
0: into the notion of the guests being guest first, and that they're the center of your universe. I mean, I, I totally agree, and the reason I use guest, so I I was I worked food for seven years, and it was a you know fast faster fast food pizza place, you know. Um, Uh, And and, uh, But where I learned guests, frankly, was working retail for my whole entire life. So I worked food for a little bit, but I've been in retail my entire life. And we, uh, I worked for Target, and that was what they ingrained in you day one was, Mm. so we don't call them customers, we call them guests, Mm -hmm. and just treating people um, as they're a guest in your home. And my parents taught me how to do that, you know, thankfully I was raised by parents who taught you how to respect people, please thank you, all those things that go so far. And it's, and to your point, um it's interesting because uh you know i didn't i didn't think of it that way i used to go to palomino quite a bit i worked in ids center uh, for a couple years and i'd go to palomino as our happy hour spot because i parked right by the ymca and uh, uh anyway uh yeah so so anyway so i, I know exactly what you're talking about I, I loved going there my wife and i before we were married we'd go there for happy hours and um had, had dinner there in fact my wife thought i was gonna propose to her there one time we had ordered dinner and hadn't gotten a dessert. And I knew the man, one of the managers there um, through uh, a class I was taking at U of M at the time. And she thought I had hidden the, the engagement ring in this chocolate cake. And she, like, this chocolate cake comes out. And she was like, oh, my gosh. And I said, what? What's going on? Oh, the tower. The chocolate <laughs> she, tower is she, what it was. The she, Molten Center. And because I was Classic ta- 90s. I was talking to John, who worked there, she's like, oh, she assumed, she put these things together that I had done this because one of her friends had gotten engaged that way or she read it online or something like that. She, she, she was like, this dessert comes out, and she's like, got this expression on her face. And I and I had to immediately tell her, I was like, she's like, starts poking through the dessert with a fork. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like, she's like, is there something in here? And I said, oh no, I'm so sorry, there's not anything in there. There's no, <laughs> there's no, I know. And it was, it was, I don't remember the exact date or anything like that, but it was, Earlier on, we were probably within a year of getting engaged anyway. Okay. But anyway, so no, we love, uh, super sad when they close. yeah, yeah. Super sad when it they close. It was closed. its
2: time. It was overdue. It, it,
0: and then you're right. And that's, it, so it's smart they did. Move yeah. on. Too and, many restaurants. One foot in the grave, ownership, or
2: they right. just take them out to pasture, you know, off yep. to God. Yep. Anyway. Uh, oh, well, uh, Also, you know, like, uh, before I forget this thought, uh, anybody that would care or that if the the two people that ever listen to this um <laughs> would care is so um, oh. it goes back to um the whole notion of guest and why even fucking care and why does it matter it matters to all of us and all of our industries when it comes to like the exchanging whether it's you sell someone a house or you're bottle of wine or whatever you know that like they're spending that and it and why does it matter and it, whether it's an airline or what we're talking about now the guest first right and what's why is the language and because dude it's really important to have a culture of that or you're fucked yeah there's how many restaurants around town and it's so competitive and what are you going to do oh open so, an, just another place with mediocre food right and then they say oh i can't believe it failed you go Sh-? yeah so the thing is important why because The reality is, and myself included, is you have to fake it till you make it. Absolutely. So fucking fake it till you make it. You just talked to it. It's like my mom used to cuff me upside the head if I didn't open the door for her as a kid. Yeah, now I open the door not just for women for anybody, right? Instinctively, not. But what she did was she fucking taught me that. But then I eventually, as I got older, understood why I was doing it, and right. I don't choose to do it now. But my point was, right on, mom. <laughs> you know, I can't. So, like, I don't know. Maybe that's not the best analogy, but fake it till you make it, dude. Like being kind and smiling. If you have to fake it till you make it, and then yeah. it becomes a habit, cool. Yeah. So my point is, with being guest first in any industry. Dude, fake it till you make it. If you need to, but it's
0: important to establish that. Well, and you can, you know, this is just my opinion on this. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about this. So, you know, if, if you if you have this great guest experience, and um, let's say food comes out and it's it, it's slow or it's late, uh, service is slow, or or let's say the the, the particular product or the, the actual item that comes out is bad, you can because you've treated somebody a certain way, you have the opportunity. To, to fix that, you can send stuff back to the kitchen. You can redo it, bring something else out. If if the experience is bad right off the bat, it doesn't really matter if you redo the food because I'm not coming back. It's it's the you know the service is poor. Yeah, the food they fixed the food issue, or maybe they didn't because they're not attentive enough.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a good point, and that ultimately is it's it's important to understand even that from people that aren't in the business or in the business, and again, it's not even just, it applies to a lot, is that is we are we are in the industry of hospitality, period. And, and when you come in and whatever whatever your show is, you know, when the curtain opens, and that's the analogy always is that it's theater. So for me, I work at Four Bells, right? And when you come in at night and the curtains open, boom, you get the Bueno Show at Four Bells, well and the whole not just me i'm a part of that show but and then you come into my section and you get my show right in my little world and whatever happens that's not up to the guest expectation or they're they're dissatisfied with anything or at all is at the very core of being of service is it's all fixable it's all fixable and 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 that yeah, and there's it's so it it's simple but and of course it's nuanced, like people are upset and all that and the whole notion of like all these philosophies and bumper sticker things and management and all that, like oh the guest customer's always right. PS no they're not. That's such bullshit. But here's the difference is and this is what one of my mentors, Jean Pierre Lagan said. JP. He was a phenomenal manager at Kincaid's and Palomino and he died real young, fifty. And uh, anyway, I'd called him dad. And a little, a little, he was like a father to me. Anyway, JP would always talk about that, about um, the guest. Um, I got choked over there for a moment, Jesus. Um, about the guest. Yeah,
0: sorry. No, yeah, that's lost all right. My, yeah, yeah. Okay. JP.
2: Yeah, so moving forward, brother, please continue. Yeah,
0: so, so obviously, uh, you know, so Palomino... Obviously, a lot of history there, and and obviously as a guest, uh, you know, I enjoyed my experience there as well. What was next on the roadmap for for you? So you you had this, you, know, you said, this this mentor and and this great experience that uh, you're you're set up for success, well, so so to speak, with in this that, in the business at that point. Yeah, let's just use start that. Is
2: that's when I knew that um, um, it, during the years of the '90s at Palomino, when I got a taste of like wow this is how it functions on all cylinders and holy shit right and i couldn't go back to anything else and what i wanted was i wanted the almas of the world and the and the i'm sorry to be first you know and and I was simultaneously brewing beer, and I was like fucking going all in on the som thing, you know. I was going to every little Saturday morning volunteer training that I'd go there, and and so like I was doing it, and that was the place to do it. And then and then in '99, the Ocean Air, I helped open that, and I worked at both until I finally left RUI uh, and and opened places for RUI, and they eventually went to the Ocean Air, open, you know some ocean airs mm-hmm. the and perfect. but yeah so but it was at that time where I was like you're playing the game right and you think and at that I was like I'm all in I'm gonna do this the psalm thing it was great turned out I had a knack for it and then I was pioneering the craft cocktail movement here it was me and another dude a dude that inspired me his name was Carl he was at table of contents but um and then but then I just was I went all in dude and I was my first real epic most like the my First cocktail menu that I, after I turned, like, read uh, uh, The Joy of Mixology and uh, and then read uh, right shortly after that Dick Dale's uh, uh, Craft for the Cocktail, right? That was like, oh, cover to cover, cover to cover, just like like absorbed it all, right? Right at that moment, I came out with my first big menu and that was like 2003. Mm -hmm. It was all classics. I couldn't fucking give a Sazerac away dude nobody wanted it anyway yeah so that was like at that time where I was just growing and growing and growing um and so and then eventually I was like oh I wanted a taste of the chef driven so I went that way and then I went anti-corporate for years like fuck RUI and places (laughs) like that you know and then I became and the more I learned about wine and the more you know like all of that just fed into the whole like downward spiral of the business chewing me up and spitting me out, and addiction, and my what eventually would become a, you know a divorce and all that, and and the the business that enabled me and the business that I clung to for all right. Eventually, that's what happened. I went way up, and then I enjoyed like even when I was like crushing it in the first Iron Bartenders, you know, just winning every week and going to the finals. Um, Nobody knew that I was a homeless drug addict, you know?
0: Yeah. Right. You're looking at me right now going, I yeah. didn't know you were yeah, but I didn't know you yeah. might have suspected because you know, you know, like, oh, Point you, you, know. you had shared some stories years and years ago about it, but I didn't, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I didn't, you know. That well, anyway, a and me. I'm
2: not yeah. saying, hey, that's our business, but that's our business. And, and it just, you know, the very nature of it, um, that doesn't, you know, like a lot of people like to point fingers at our business. But it's everywhere, anyway. Addiction. Yeah. Oh yeah, But it's yeah. just our business is oh here's a little competition every night in the restaurant. You win a bottle of wine or whatever. You know, it's everything is reward based. Used was, you know. So that's the old stuff that you know. If we're gonna talk, mention that for just a moment, you talk about like all the old school, new school and the direction of our industry and things that change like any corporate like anything. Yeah. You know, the you know, no more smacking her on the ass and saying, Thanks, honey, give me another right. right of clearly. Well the restaurant industry is the same. That's an old school thing. We don't we don't we now know that it's all right, going out and getting shit faced and recycling your tips at the bar right across the street, maybe let's talk about this. Yeah. We're yeah. there now. Right, right. So which is I guess, you know, like I just kind of Brought myself to, you know, like, hey, this is when, second grade, make the fucking chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the way to, uh, to up to now where I'm just slowly getting back in the business. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm working front of the house at Four Bells and um, she sent me, in, my boss, an email today offering, you know, for example, hey, do you want to make, you know, do you want a promotion? And even that, I have to talk about it with my girlfriend and like go over it and say, "Hey, is this okay? And I enjoy waiting tables and bartending. Um, so like, and that's how where I'm at with trying to at least be mindful of being sucked back in mm-hmm. while I look at other career paths at my life's purpose, right, right. But right. as it were, I have a talent for this business and being a part of 44 restaurant openings, you know there's yeah. some shit to aggregate from that to help and to oh, learn. No. And so here i am like you know with maria like do we open this cafe in st louis park this dream this bohemian cafe or you know yes i love it but fuck this business you know like okay well maybe it's just breakfast which we love and not focusing on like the night scene yeah so there's a way that i can stay in this world which i do and like you know last year i old the old guy competed in the cachone competition i won here locally went to chicago won grand cachone yeah, National's. I was, I was going to ask you to bring the that old to talk dude, about that. Yeah, the older guy. Well, so, anyway, so now, oh, dude. Side note: Today, I got the email from the from the a lady that she said we officially were honored to invite you to this year's cashown for a cocktail competition. Yeah, cool, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I need to <laughs> fucking remind me, dude, to respond to her because I'll forget and then I'm out. But anyway, that's in a couple weeks, so like right I'll on. let you know or whatever. But yeah. that's always fun. Grant Cachon is a badass. Yeah, yeah. Where's
0: where that next competition at? At Lowe's Hotel downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, local. The, it's local. In
2: March 29th, I want to say. Honestly, I'm not <laughs> looking, but that's how I got the email today. Sure. They're probably like, oh, we can't find anybody competing at you 0.0. Know, bueno. Come on. Uh, you know, Oh, there's a microphone? Give me the fucking... Uh, but um, um Yeah.
0: Right on. Yeah, I think well and just just to talk about how we met, um, so there was a restaurant in Plymouth, you know, that's been a home of several restaurants. Um Each at, at the time it was Eat shop. Digby's oh each shop. And okay. then it was Digby's and I can't remember which one you worked. Michael both. Michael. Yeah, with Michael Michael Larson, yeah. Yep. And and so we that was uh, coincidentally next to a business I own today. Um, and I, I, didn't know it at the time, but I was getting in, involved in that business, but I was also doing some other things. We lived on the street. And so lo and behold, I was hanging out there a few times a week, having happy hour, meeting, meeting friends and stuff like that. And that's when we met. Um, and I could tell, you know, <clears throat> you know, frankly, and I touched on, touched on it earlier and you talked, yeah. talked, talk what are the, you doing the, here yes, experience yeah. and, and all those things, I just, you know, I could tell that you had a, the, your passion, your energy around the business and the industry. Um, was unlike anything I've ever seen before. And and I've been to restaurants all over the world and stuff like that. And and I'm not this worldly person, but I've been to been to Paris and stuff like that and hung out there for thirteen days and and done all these, these things and experienced great service and great great hospitality. Um, and I, I saw just just energy and passion for what you do and I have the same a very similar energy and passion for retail. And uh, so I, I connected with you in that regard. And now I know we have a similar uh, background when it comes to um, preparing food and and cooking and that's one of my passions and, and uh i don't know if i if i ever talk about that on facebook or not but um you know i, I grew up with a mom who was also very much uh, a great cook and i was also the one always kind of uh, in the mix with her when she was doing stuff kind of curious about what was going on and how she was doing things and here i am today you know making food for just just for me mainly but i mean i, I love to cook and and uh experiment and figure things out and and um i really have a uh you know it's, it's like a pastime hobby for me so it's like what do you want to do on saturday night it's like, i want to figure out what to make for dinner you know and and mm-hmm. open a bottle of wine and, and hang out in the kitchen and, and cook good food so that's awesome i didn't i didn't that's one thing i didn't know about you was that you were uh the prepping and making food so um but i can see that's one of the reasons why we probably connect so well yeah anyway, I'll, no uh, that's
2: helpful when you're uh, when you're you know like i'll just say like if i had a restaurant or if we opened a cafe non-negotiable everybody's going to be trained equally skills front of house back of house you owe it to these people i believe but that's my opinion but anyway that being said i've always seen the like the the reality is that you spend time in the kitchen you go out to the front of the house you are fucking on another level because you're it's just for obvious reasons you're mm-hmm. way more intimate with oh yeah when you're describing things, you there's now you could get there eventually if you didn't like anything, you fake it, and, you know, you could lie about a lot of things. People don't know about wine and they bullshit their way through wine when menus until they get caught, then yeah. that's embarrassing, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, but in the end, yeah, back of the house skills, and everybody can identify with that because, um, people that love to cook or food, or you know, I, I hate the fuck, dude, I hate foodie. Please don't say that. I will not um, say or that. Mixologist. Um, or mixologist. Or housemaid. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, and not that I'm elitist. I'm just like, God, stop. But... Um, well,
0: foodie... So to me, those foodie things... Foodie to me is
2: fucking just like suburban yuppie, whatever. I go out and I spend a
0: lot of money on shit and other people can't. But anyway, my point
2: is now I lost my... <laughs> no,
0: dude, so we'll, no, oh, hold on real quick. Foodie and mixologist. To me that means everyone else is is half-assing it in reality that those things are you know frankly we're in a world where a lot of stuff is reheat pre-prep somewhere else off-site some lots of things be prepped ahead of time so you can have service but we're in a world today where a lot of stuff comes in it's been prepped elsewhere you know and reheated up right unfortunately and so we were unfortunately we're in a place where people are trying to identify, use words that describe places that do stuff. Like when I see scratch cooking or scratch made or whatever, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, I assumed you guys were making. Yeah, this yeah, stuff. brother, you nailed it. It's like, why are you telling? And, 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 and the, I was at a restaurant. I'm not going to name where, but there was like a, a thing on the menu board, and it was it's a fast casual place, whatever. Um, and it's like uh, uh, peppers and onions grilled on site. It's kind of like I freaking hope so. I mean. <laughs> You can't. You tell me you can't cut up snappers <laughs> and onions and 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 saute them. I mean, it, it, but that's what that's the world we live in. So now people are trying to, you know, mixologists. It's like, what is it? What, oh, what is the
2: that? chef, dude. That's it. That was it. That's the point. Is everybody identifies with when you're chef? Chef means chief. Sure. Everybody's chef at home. Yeah. That's why people identify with that in the and okay, the. And the connection, when they made that connection and the rise of the celebrity chef thing, is like, everyone's like, fuck, I'm, I'm, the, I'm at home. And then these people, and there's a great example of a restaurant that opened last year. And I, I, I was part of the opening. I was there for two weeks. I got out of there. I'm not going to say what it was. It was uh, any dine-in. It was this bougie couple. And he was an executive at a local um, Fortune 500 company. And she, she was straight up was, the bottom line was she fucking just bold-faced lied about I was a chef in Hong Kong and all over the and it, and it was so, the things were so obvious that it didn't match up that I clicked a few things. And with another server, we did some homework and we were like, wow. My point was they had money, they had a house on one of the lakes, um, Bade Makaska, I think, exactly. And, you know, featured in articles, the rebuild. I like to cook at home. Let's give a go at this restaurant, right? Fine. Do it. All in. What a story. Fuck yeah, go, go uh, lady that stays at home and makes a cake-ass dwelling. Or, uh, nesting for your family, right? Whatever. <laughs> but the dwelling. whole like, nesting. the way she from the first day of training of like, in su- she was from, she lied about being from some other European country. It turned out she so turned out, literally a gal came in and recognized her. She's from some small town in Minnesota and she married this <laughs> foreign dude. And dude, it was psychotic actually. But anyway, my point was, what uh, was my point is that opening this restaurant, and I'm all about a story like that. It's that you have to be authentic about it, was my point is like. Totally. To me, like anybody's, a, you know, Yelp, just, I, I don't even, I'm like, is Yelp still a thing? And I, apparently it is. And, it is. And it yeah, is. I'm sure you gotta be mindful of it. And I'm, Right now, I'm not managing. I'm glad I'm not in the sense of a. I don't like to count the money and stuff, but <laughs> do type. But more, I like the. I don't want to deal with the whole just like the anxiety of oh my god, the shit you can't control online.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's I'm in the retail business, and I can tell you firsthand that it is. Uh, and and everyone, you know, I I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but there certainly are people bad actors in that in that review space that do things because they're just spiteful or whatever um, and they hopefully people recognize those things because Yelp definitely has you know has a small has a relatively small following compared to say Google where you know you find a spot on Google on their map system or whatever and it has the restaurant or the the retail store or the hotel whatever it is you know we're looking for hotels for a trip we're taking here and and you start looking at reviews and you re- you understand that some of those are People that just either happen to actually stayed there, or you know. So, but to your point, yeah, it's that's that's the uncontrollable stuff that you try to put your best foot forward, and and just being positive with you know, with what you do control. You know, it's 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 uh, undertaking.
2: Um, damn, dude, I should have been writing that down. TED Talk by Andrew. There you go. <laughs> uh, Ask me questions about speci- specific stuff if you have. Yeah, no, I. I I'm telling you, them. I'm I'm feeling a vulnerable. <laughs> I love Brene Brown. Too. So, so. Um, and also like it's almost like uh, I don't mind. Like I'm feeling a little saucy. Like, hey, you wanna you you wanna learn something about our industry? I'll pull back a little bit. You know, I'm not saying I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know, Anthony Bourdain. You know, like right. Kitchen Confidential. You read that? You're like, yep. whoa, brother. Yep. E, you know, like yeah. Ixney on the like my yeah. fucking like he pulled it back on us, not uh, not on uh not yeah you know yeah. And, and whatever I thought it was great people like, whatever. whatever my Sometimes point is like the yeah I was certainly would never like talk about it in my years at uh Ocean Air or Palomino are a good example of where. Every celebrity that ever came, certainly local, but from out of state, that ever came into the city of Minneapolis went right to Palomino or Ocean Air when they opened because that's where they were told to go. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. because you buy love from the reservation or whatever, the host, the concierge, I mean. Anyway, or, or because they know. And so when everybody goes there, brother, let me tell you, you see a lot of dudes with people that aren't their wives, right? Sure. But I. But you. There's a code. You don't talk about it, and maybe you do a little bit. Maybe you, you selectively right. want to throw someone under the bus. But, <laughs> but um. Uh, but anyway, that's my my, my, my Yeah. So.
0: so talk a little bit about you know you you. I won't a, talk about that stuff as much. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, we, yeah don't even, we don't need to talk about. I'm that. talking about
2: industry shit. What do you want to learn? Yeah. But, uh,
0: so tell me a little bit about some some. Some places that you're visiting today that we should know about. So I, for one, I, so I've been told to go to Fort Bells by multiple people. Then I found out you're working there. Now I have to come. You know, talk a little bit about some of the places that that uh, uh, you're, you're 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 hoping don't disappear in the next several years. You want to keep going to, or you're able to refer people to.
2: Oh well, let me start backwards. Hoping, shit, dude. I hope Matt's doesn't close because you right. know, fuck, we don't have a juicy Lucy. Like right? I hope I. Outside of that, I'm like, what do I hope not close? I hope little Dow doesn't close on um, that kick-ass little place. Uh, what? Dude? Never been, Never dude. Been. Write this shit down. Yeah, on, the place on. on Hennepin, right when you roll into Uptown from downtown, and it's on your right. It's right there in that little wedge. Right there in the uh, Kenwood neighborhood or Lowry. Wait, no. Across we'll um, the liquor aisles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe okay. Dow one. Foods. It's hell. It's like straight up. You. It still has this feel of the—and especially the lady and the staff of the 1970s Birkenstocks hippie on point, though, right? That's I'm awesome. saying I, I, it's my hope that doesn't close.
1: Yeah. Anything else, whatever, dude. Like you know, <laughs> The rest can go. I mean, I don't even know. I
2: can't even think of that. Like right now, Kiyachi. Like, I want that. My gal and I, when we go all, we go there for sushi. Okay. But, but um, so— People ask this all the time, whether it's, eh, eh, what do I want to drink? You know, they plop down at the bar, what, what do I want to drink? Or what do you recommend? You're like, okay. I, <laughs> Of course, I'm guest first. I don't need to, like, let me just, like, preface real quick with, when I make fun of guests, I fucking love them. And I know earlier I threw half a bunch of guests under the bus by mentioning suburban people. But I, Oh, you used to
0: pick on me. There's a hat. You would dude, pick on I fucked. It, it was the best. It was the best.
2: Yeah, dude. No, we had, uh, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, it's the humor that is required because of the humanity involved. Okay, let's just get that out. Like, and if anybody has their finger on the pulse of the Twin Cities, it's fucking me. Because yeah. of all the restaurants I've worked in and every level of income. And you get to see, right, and people and they drink, right? So what do you want to know right yeah. about the habits of people in the Twin Cities, right? And not even talking shit. There's bragging and reporting. That's just yeah. reporting. Like, yeah. Especially you bartend, you know, we do what's called ear hustling. I hear you, Mr. Congressman, state yeah. congressman, what you just said to that woman down there. <laughs> you got no fucking game. Just stop. It. Yep. But anyway, so what was I ranting about? What was that? Well, oh, so that my, my point is, uh, if you ask me, where do you go? It has to begin with the whole notion that uh, where do I, you know, I sit down. What do I drink? What do I, where do I eat? Well, first of all, uh, talk to me. Sure. And what is it, if you ask me where should I eat and what's hot and all that, I'm like, man, let's okay. Do you want me to just say, go to my favorite hot dog joint down the street and I live in Chicago? No, let's for fish, give me some parameters, you know, like, Oh, where should I eat? You name off 10 places. Capital grid. Oh, PS, I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) Like what the fuck? (laughs) So if you're asking me that, like, where do I begin, my man? Like right now, like, yeah, if I fucking scrape together 500 bucks, I'd go all out at Demi or Alma or wherever. But like that, Food is incredible, and there's no denying that place. And certain food you eat, and whether it's uh, peasant food, which for me is the greatest, Greek, Kokari, where I worked in San Francisco, it's the greatest restaurant I've ever worked in food wise. Uh, but anyway, whatever it is, certain food gives you a buzz when you eat it, like, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like when Tim I worked McKee. for Stuart Woodman, I was like, that's a chef who cooks food that gives you a buzz when you eat it, right? Yeah. Tim McKee, you eat food. When I worked at Solera and back in the heyday, and they had all the fuck, oh my God, dude. So there's a reason why when Tim McKee did the Solera tribute menu at Love LV, it was packed day after day by a lot of the same people <laughs> that worked at Solera. Yeah, yeah. All we together. all came in. Yeah, it was like a reunion because that's a dude. We're like, what the fuck, that octopus? Yes, I'll get in there. That's so, awesome. but anyway, so so uh, you gotta you gotta narrow the focus and give me parameters and, and if there's anything like perfect, I'll, I'll, I'll say this and I'll shut up and let, let you talk is this, I just thought of something. If there's, if there's anything that is worthy of a discussion in my opinion of, of what people should know about restaurant business or want to know and all this, it's important that we understand this. You come out to Four Bells or wherever you go because yes, Four Bells, there's some greatness to be found and there's some mediocrity and you could leave there fucking pissed like anywhere. Okay, You got to have the right guidance and that's why i hate going out because i have this anxiety because i know i have to fucking have no expectations because in the end i'll go fuck why did i tip her or him dude and then i'm angry i'm like what the fuck and then it makes me Disheartened because the business that I helped work, and especially in the Twin Cities, it's like this thread that's being pulled. And I'm like, "You little fuckers, have some pride, you know?" So, so I don't go out. You with me, dude? I'm going on a tirade right here. No, man. this is good. This is good. So, but yeah. So, what it, what I want, it's my hope that people start to go to a restaurant like Four Bells. You sit in my section. What I need from you is to understand that it's a two way thing. You'll get what you'll get from me. I promise you this. I'll be guest first, and I'm, I'll be your advocate. I'm fucking your ambassador. How can I customize and tailor this experience to you? I will straight up ask a table that, as uncouth and lack of decorum as I may have, they know I know my shit, and they know the moment we want to talk about a Chassagne Montrachet, Burgundy, white, whatever. Or I can talk about it, but I just here's my point. It's two ways, and that doesn't exist right now. And then instead, the guest is like, eh, and it's eh, and it's like, eh, it's and then they walk out and they pout, you know, fucking grown adults pouting, you know, about the, you know, at its best, the food may have been like you exist on a higher vibration like an orgasm. You're still shitting that out tomorrow, right? That's you, white problems, you know, what I mean? first world white people developed, whatever, anybody. You're like, eh, and then you go on Yelp and you're like, eh, you know, you're like, Shh. just like. You know, so anyway, here,
0: here. so so
2: in the spirit of maximizing your experience in the restaurant, which my girlfriend likes to talk about all the time, is experiential because that's our deal. It's all about the experience, and if you want experience to be king and retail a fucking experience to be king in anything, then <coughs> it all comes down to that, man.
0: Totally, totally right on. Yeah.
2: Um. Optimizing the experience, and again, again. Two ways. Well, I was you're say that. allergic to something? Fucking tell me. Yeah. Oh, like, eh, we can't go to the Orpheum. What the fuck? It's 20 minute. <laughs> you know, like. But so here's but, the thing. Yeah, it's t- I'm a pro, so I say, hey, before I walk away or forget, um, are, do you have a time constraint or uh, uh, any time constraint? You know, you go into a show and they're like, oh no, but thanks for asking. Yeah, totally. The same appreciation is the little bit of energy it took me to call the older lady, Miss.
0: Yeah, totally. Fuck. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was taught that in sales a long time ago uh, that, you know, don't, don't say ma'am. It's, it's miss. Can I help you? Yeah. Or lady. Anything
2: yeah. now you got to be mindful. <laughs> Shit. When I worked at Barbette, I was like, there goes lady. You'll get verbally lashed by an older uh, non-gender binary, you know, are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. So now it's like, I'm, uh, and that's on me to reframe my like, uh, new habits. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Anyway, that's um,
0: another fucking rabbit hole you're not ready to go down to. <laughs> so, um, you know, two-way street talk, I, that, that's really interesting because I feel the same way. If you're, you know, and, and the same goes for, you know, just in general in service, um, you know, sometimes you, you have to go places and get stuff done. Whether it's, this is not to get down a rabbit hole, but, you know, you gotta go, got to go do chores or whatever it is you know, you got to go to the hardware store or the post office, whatever it might be, right? and you're in a mindset. If you're going out to dinner, this is how I feel about this. If you're going out to have a meal and it's supposed to be a good time, enjoyable, pleasurable, leisurely activity, whatever you want to call it, you have to be in the right mindset for that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're kind of referring mm-hmm. to is is it's it's a two-way street. Engage with your server, uh, your bartender, your maitre d', whatever. Mm-hmm. and. Let them know what you, you know. Sometimes I'll be, I'll, I'll, you know, I use the term like dealer's choice. Like, if we sit down for a lot of these places have a great beer list now and all this stuff. It's like, okay, give me a, what do you have that's new? All right, dealer's choice. I just don't want, uh, uh, you know, I don't want a, a nitro or I don't want a, uh, you know, an oatmeal stout or parameters. something. Yeah, so some, some yeah, yeah, parameters. Yeah. So set some parameters, but yeah, yeah. but let your. And be prepared. Let, yeah, be prepared. And do, fumble. Do it. Hey, eh, what do
2: I want? And you're like, fuck, it's Friday and we're four deep at the bar. Come on. But you know what? So, which brings me to this, dude. Equally is important, it's only fair. Because I see a lot of social media and they put funny things up and makes fun of guests. I like to do it, but at the same time, at the same time, I'll be the first to defend the guest. So the flip side of that is, people that come through the restaurant aren't fucking kicking the tires. They're there. If the guest check average is 60 bucks, they're coming in holding 60. right? That's the monetary thing, from face like basic, right? They're coming in. Me, and especially as I, and I believe it now, especially at this station in my life where, how about a little start, we start with straight up camp counselor, fucking like, uh, my mentor Steve used to say, one of my other mentors, Steve, he'd always say, what casual but correct was his great thing, but no, what was it, it was uh, choose your attitude, right? Straight up fucking camp counselor. So you come in and you choose your attitude. Oh, what are you texting there, brother? <laughs> um, I'm um, setting an alarm, sorry. <laughs> uh, so now, see? Choose your attitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah choose, choose your it. attitude. Choose your attitude. And so, um, and, and, and the same thing applies to the guest. But my, again, I'm advocating for the guest here saying that you show up to work, you choose your attitude, and the moment you punch in, it's my hope that you're striving to be a professional whether you're doing traffic control in Minneapolis or whatever, right? All things considered equal, you show up. I, as it were, at this stage in my life, I do that and I show up and I'm like, I'm grateful I got a job now. And it's actually really fun to wait tables here. And last night was a great example where I got to really do some fun wine and food pairings. And you know, and at the end of the night, I walk out and I'm like, oh, look at that, I did really well, right? Because I wasn't thinking about the fucking money. Yeah. Because it's not at the forefront of my mind. Well, okay, so like, well, how many people that I just explained, like myself, and I'm not patting myself on the back, like how many of those people like me exist out there in the talent pool of service? Fucking one out of a thousand, maybe right like oh i want to learn about all the stuff that we have behind the bar oh and i want to genuinely greet you when you come in and say thanks for your money and thanks for choosing us and by the way you could have spent your pl- your time at a lot of places on this
0: friday night and you chose us thank you how about that yeah right I, I, a little I, fucking gratitude you made me you made me think of a book I, i'm gonna give it to you if i have I, think I have one in my car
2: so what was so that being said like you're fussy. You're bitchy. You're a fucking cunt. Whatever you word you want to call somebody, and and, and the, you come into my. I will read you. You want technical service? I'll stay out of your world. You guys do your contract. You want to be wild and like all that, and you want to fucking uh, like a TED talk on oysters? I'll do that, right? I'll give you what you want, and I'll meet you where you're at. I'm your advocate, to be sure, right? Yeah, that's totally. what I'm saying. Totally. And now you cross the line, and you're sitting there talking about racist shit. At the, I'd be like, all right, get the fuck out of here, right? But we draw the line. Or no, I'm sorry. Why can't you do that? I'm like, because we don't fucking have dinosaur eggs. That's why I can't. Outside of that, the answer is yes. What's the question,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I, I um, Two-way street, I I, um, I think it's, it's uh communicate yep and and, and, and p-
2: human decency
0: yeah oh that's exactly. a server yes exactly. it's a person it's a human being fucker it's how a about universe.
2: this how about lunch is g- famous for this i fuck it lunch for me is the most degrading i used to think it was brunch and now i love working brunch The New Orleans brunch i had four bells i had so fun anyway it's like this hello gentlemen diet coke <laughs> fuck off dude fuck you diet, diet coke <laughs> that's their response right fucking in. We wonder why America is what it is, right? right? That's it. That's America distilled down right there. Right. The Privileged, old, a rich, white man. Like, hello, gentlemen. And this is in San Francisco at like Kokari when I'd work lunch. It was like, never. Hello, gentlemen. Diet Coke. <laughs> there it is. America. The bare minimum interaction.
0: This isn't <laughs> McDonald's. You know, like you came to sit down and have a meal. And served. that's the other
2: side of fucking America right there. You know, snap a gun. <laughs> Can I help you? That's the other part. Like, what right. the fuck? You know, like, and an extension of that is me and my girlfriend. This is our hot button issue is, uh, like, I just we just had a shitty experience at an iconic place. So it's like, it's a great place in St. Paul. Not No names. Um, seafood. Incredible. Lower town. We were so bummed. The service was so shitty. I don't remember the last time I gave someone purposely 5% to prove. Anyway, uh, it, but it was so shitty, right? So um, what's my point of this is... Uh, um,
0: what, what were we just talking about? Well, no, no I, just service and and uh, and, and um, two way street and.
2: No, 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 and, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's okay, and I've got to be careful not to name these other places. But no, what, what my girlfriend, and I, let me put that thought to bed, please. Is yeah. what, what we talk about is is our hot button issue of going out, and at so many levels this happens, and it's you walk in and you're greeted with. Mm-hmm. What would you like to drink? What the fuck? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, can I help you to, you, what, would you know what you'd like to drink? How about, hello, look me in the eyes, right? That's old school. like. But, in a, and so I end it with this. Why, you ask? People say, how the fuck did we get to this point? Well, I could sit about entitlement and all that shit. There's a lot of things, but ultimately, training went away. Yeah. Restaurants stopped doing training. And management, you know, you got a floundering manager. You got blindly. Nobody, and then it's just, and plus, like retail, you know, I went to, fuck, we went to, dude, we went to Macy's for t- t- Christmas, not like a year before. My gal, I rarely, I hate malls, but we went out there. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's lean into this. Go to Macy's and, you know, like get into and shop. And I went there and I tried to get into it and I hate that shit. And I went there and I was trying to get into it and I, I, it I'm being, I'm not being dramatic, but dude, it was creepy and almost nauseating at how it had transformed to racks, shit hanging around people that could barely speak English because, and not that they shouldn't have a job, but that's just how it like spoke right. to me like, there you go, where's the person Nervous that's gonna gone. talk you through this pair of shoes? Nobody was even there, right? right? Horrible. So, and so restaurants and retail, right? That same spooky little fucking thing that we're going down. The difference is restaurants. Man, when in dark times, people go to movies, they go drink, they go to restaurants, people go to restaurants for various reasons, but ultimately they want to be taken care of. Yeah, that's totally. it. Here's my money, dude, full service anyway. Totally. Here's my money, Take care of me. I want to forget about life. Mm-hmm. And the the number one concern, and you know, like you want to talk stats, that's another episode of whatever we can do is the the metrics and statistics behind all this is like that's there's stuff that backs this up, right? And the, in the end, it's, oh, what's the number one concern or th- uh, the the one value of guests? Service. People go for the food and come back for the service. That's a fact. Totally. A lot of chefs don't like it, and that doesn't apply to everybody, but that's
0: the reality. Well, we were talking about that earlier. So if, you, you, if you have the great service and something gets messed up and you're in your plate or the food's maybe not where it needs to be, yeah. you'll come back because no. they'll take care of you. Yep, 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 but yep. if you don't take care of them... Okay guests will forgive a lot of things the food they'll forgive it. and and there's a,
2: it's a fact you know like there's a chemical reaction where if you're unhappy the food tastes it doesn't taste as it the right so but and then uh, but anyway going to tangent but um uh and also within that is uh the number one value within services guest recognition They want fucking, people just want to show up. And we love it when people are like, oh, hey, Wayne, what's up? Good to see you again. You're like, fuck yeah. And if you're with some bro, you know, it doesn't matter who you're with. People, people, the other day, I promise I'll end it with this. uh, Last week, restaurant week, this lady came in and I took care of her. These three high maintenance ladies. They're good people, high maintenance, right? I'm not going to fucking take it personal. And so and Chef was pissed. She, What happened was she was in uh, Tuesday, came back Thursday, brought her friends. And it was her friend's birthday. It was a big deal, right? They're high maintenance. Fuck it. Thanks for coming back. I don't care. What can I do for you? Yeah. And that's my deal. Chef was getting pissy. Long story short, came out and, and put some food down himself and let's—I'll just say this: what he did was so incredibly insulting. He overcooked something, burned it on purpose to show because the complaint was it wasn't cooked enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he would kill me if he knew me. So he came out and he overburned it, and she knew it, and she was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. And why am I telling you this? This is why now, because dude, when I went and told the general manager, and she was embarrassed, and then I went back to the, I had time to think about it in the back, and I was really upset and embarrassed that i went out to the table and i was i apologized to the ladies again and they're like it's okay wayne you know like we love you like whatever you know thank you and 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 but i thought about it more and i thought about how she brought her friend and did all that and then i apologized dude i swear i got tears in my eyes i'm a pie. i, I I literally teared up because I felt so bad that this lady. Because for a moment I could imagine my girlfriend telling me, "Baby, we went there and you know I went out on a line. And when you rave about a place and then you bring your friend there and then the chef comes out, and the food sucked. You're like swear, you can you imagine? Like I swear, last time it was fucking really good yeah. and then it sucked. Whatever it happens, you hit the mist, whatever. Huh. But then I come in, swoop in, make it better, right? Then he fucks that up, right, and does that, and then you're embarrassing your. Like, and then their friends like, this is the fucking place. You like you dude, think about that right there. No, I, we absolutely. don't think about shit like that, right? We're like, where's my money? You know, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, you want right, to the, you but, want, but, but, but it took
2: me a long time to really get to that, I guess, nobility of that, like, mindset right there, if you wanna fucking call it that. No, right? I, I, yeah.
0: I hear it, it's a credibility thing. It's like, you, you want people to have, uh, you, you give them a referral. It's like, it's like giving a personal referral to a friend or for other business, same thing. You know, it's but anyway, and, and it happens to anybody. Whether you, whatever, you just stumbled in. You're like, hey,
2: and then you you sit at the bar and you want to give them your money and you're like, fuck, dude, can I get a hello? Like, and you sit there forever. And then the bartender does help you. And then Jesus, the worst thing ever in the world, the fucking salty bartender who likes that. Nobody, right? <laughs> totally. And then you're like, dude, why do you even do this? You piece of shit. You know, like. So anyway, so like, yeah. So so you get that. You're like, all right, now I'm angry because you know. And then you're like, all right, well, now we can't have nice things. No more. It's all counter service.
0: Yeah. yeah can't, can't have, that's why we can't have yeah, nice things. You can't have love LV, you know, because we're all idiots. But anyway. Hey, um, I just want to say thanks for, for spending this time with me and chatting. I mean, <laughs> Thank I, you for letting me have
2: a therapy session. And Well,
0: I, I know we've got more to say. Um, so I'm going to end it on this note. Um, we're going to do some more of this, and I think we have a lot of other topics and, and more stories to hear from you, and uh, I hope you're open to that. Totally awesome man thanks
1: right on thank you